people come to me for help because I'm not in it for the income. I'm in it for the impact. I don't need to build another website. I don't need to tune another whatever. It's because I see the possibilities that are there when somebody has the clarity to just be unblocked and to go. Welcome, everybody, to The Chris Harder Show, where we are making you unapologetic about your pursuit of success, knowing that when good people like you make good money, they can then do great things. My name is Chris Harder, and several times per week, I will bring you epic guests, solo episodes, and every single tool, trick, and skill set you need to grow your business, grow your money mindset, and to grow your wealth to levels that you have never reached before. I've ended up in a unique place in life where I've got the experience, the connections, and all of the secrets that it takes to be successful. And I'm lifting the curtain to reveal it all to you in an effort to help put you in a position of abundance so great that you can then be as generous as possible. So let's lock arms and let's get started. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Chris Harder Show. Today's show is going to be incredible because I am taking three people who are right in the middle of their small business journey. I'm taking Jim Carter, who has founded a tech agency, Jillian Murphy, who has founded a sales coaching agency, and Kelly Kussman, who is the founder of Kayla Gray Candles and Scents. And I am going to ask them all the questions that you want to know, like why'd they get started? Why'd they choose entrepreneurship? What's been the toughest part? What's been the best part? How do they stand out when there's already people doing what they want to do? You guys are going to love this episode. I literally hung up and said to myself, I'm going to do these all the time with like three people round table at a time. You're in for a treat. So you're going to find yourself in their journey. You're going to be inspired. You're about to learn a ton. So get ready. Listen up. Let's go. All right, Jim, Jillian, and Kelly, thank you guys so much for being willing to come on here and just chat about your businesses. The whole theme of this show is small business. And why do we choose entrepreneurship over jobs? Why do we go through the grind that we do? What are the struggles that people have in small business? And what are the wins to participating in small business? And I think the three of you are such perfect individual examples for other people to get inspired by, right? Because all three of you are successful right now, but all three of you have a very different type of small business. You know, Jillian, I would classify you as coaching, right? You're a sales coaching expert. Jim, I would classify you as an agency. You're building a tech and social media agency. And Kelly, you're a physical product, right? You're slinging good sense and candles all over the world. So all three of you, while you have similar size businesses, um, have very different journeys to getting there. And so I think the, the listeners are going to be able to find themselves in each of your stories. So that's what I want to start with, is just a 60-second like elevator pitch story. Tell us who you are, what your business is, and one really cool thing about it. And let's see, we're going to have Jillian go first. What's up? So my name is Jillian Murphy. I help women break the fear of being salesy so that they can bring consistent cash into their business because we know we do not take passion to the bank. We take profits to the bank. So I help women really break that fear and be more confident. I've been in the online space for just over 12 months. And a fun fact about me is that I don't even own a pair of socks. What? Come on. You, there's, I don't even own a pair of socks. Nope. Oh my God. That's, you don't even live like where it's totally warm all the time either. I live in Michigan. It's cold all the time. That's hilarious. All right, Jillian, I love it. Much needed, by the way. All people struggle with sales. I don't mean everybody, but you know, men and women. But women really do seem to trouble uh, to struggle with sales a little bit more than men. So it's really cool that that's your niche. Jim, fill us in. What's your 60-second spiel, buddy? The 60-second go. All right. I'm Jim Carter coming to you from Los Angeles. I have been a software engineer my whole life by trade, and I found this opportunity to ascend from that and just find this unique way of helping unblock people with their technical challenges to make a bigger impact in their life and with their message. And I'm doing that now by growing multiple agency models, providing just expert advice when it comes to growth, SEO, content marketing. And I just love to get my hands dirty and help people un get unblocked with their really, really difficult challenges. I love that. You know, when I meet people and if it's ever related to anything tech whatsoever, I'm like, here's my boy, Jim. He'll fix it. He'll figure it out for you. You're literally the smartest tech-minded individual I know. So I'm really excited that you're here. And then Kelly, certainly last but not least, um, give us your 60-second introduction. 
So my name is Kayla Kusman. Uh, I'm the founder of Kayla Gray, which is a luxury line of clean fragrances. We currently offer perfumes and candles. Uh, we help our customers make memories tangible through fragrance. Throughout my life, I've really noticed a very strong connection between memories and fragrance. I remember growing up and you know, the smell of a tomato leaf would bring me back immediately to my mom's garden growing up and always wanted to create my own company um, to really showcase that and help tie that together for people. Um, I guess fun fact is we literally just launched on Black Friday. So I'm like three, four months in, brand new um, and kind of learning as I go. I love it and killing it. And by the way, I've got a really interesting story attached to what you just said, like scents bring back the memories and that's why they're so important in our life. So little known fact to everybody listening, but you are my neighbor, like not literally my neighbor, but we live in the same city. And you know of all the orange groves and, and like all the history of orange groves around here. So I used to come out here when I was a little, little kid because my grandparents spent summers in Wisconsin and winters out here in Phoenix. And when I would come out and visit as a little kid, my grandpa would take me on walks through orange groves and I would, he'd smell the oranges. He'd pick me up and let me grab one from the tree. So when we moved out here a few months ago, we were on a walk. And I said to Lori, I said, oh my God, you're not going to believe this. I literally, viscerally feel like I'm back a little kid again with my grandpa. And that scent brought me right back to that. And it was the greatest feeling on the planet. I was able to go down the rabbit hole and, and have memories that I had forgotten and, and think about my grandpa, who I was so close to. Scents will literally enhance your life, not just because they smell good, but because they are the anchors of memories. And, and that's what makes your business so cool. It's so funny you say that because we're actually in development with an orange blossom scent because I have a similar story. Growing up in Wisconsin, I would come and visit my grandparents here uh, every summer and exact same exact same reason. I'm so. in. I'll, I'll, I'll buy them all. I'll take, I'll take your, your whole orange grove scent uh, line when it comes out. Our lives have really mirrored each other in a creepy way. <laughs> we, we have dark hair too. So I mean, we're basically twins at this point. All right, guys. So here's what I want to really get into. You're all small business owners. And you all would also make great employees. As a matter of fact, um, I know Jillian, you were an employee until last year. Jim, I think you've been employed before. And Kelly, I have no idea if you've ever been an employee or not. But you, the skill sets you have would allow you to make multiple six figures. Oh, that's right. I remember, Kelly, you were. You were in sales uh, for like department stores and that kind of thing, right? You're a buyer. Still, I'm a senior director. I still am of sourcing. Okay, perfect. So this is the perfect example. So all three of you could be making multiple six figures with jobs. So then why did you choose entrepreneurship? And I want Jillian to answer first. Yeah, so great question. And actually, I was making that income. And I moved into the entrepreneurial space because I knew that I was not making an impact at all with what I was doing. And there was just such a need that I knew that I could never grow and scale past where I was at by just doing what I was doing. And I was always going to be working for somebody else. And I was like, I have this God-given talent. I can now monetize it and serve the hell out of my community. So it's just now the income matches and the impact is also there. And there's something so magical about impacting other people's lives while you're making an income. I agree. Give me one example how you actually tangibly feel like you're making impact. Oh, I'm obsessed with community. Um, community is one of my core values. And just the women in my community that I am part of, it's just, it's unbelievable. I mean, I have, I always say I have my clients that are literally my real life friends now. And just the impact that I've been able to make in their lives, selling businesses, relationships, parenting, all of those things. It's like, I would literally do what I'm doing for free if it got taken away tomorrow. I don't let your clients hear that. They'll, they'll start negotiating. I, I heard you on Chris's podcast say you do this for free. All right, so Jim, let's turn it to you. You can make multiple six figures as a super you know, valued uh, employee in the tech world. Why do you struggle through small business? Yeah, honestly, I, I have. Um, for quite a few years, I was making multiple six figures because let's be honest, what's one of the highest commissioned employee, employee type of ways to go is you'd be a software engineer, right? Because you're, you're the ones that are building other people's empires. And that, that was actually what, what got me to reconsider everything was at what point do I hit an upper limit and how do I break through that limit? And Jillian took the words out of my mouth. It's I really lean with how can I make that bigger impact as well? And I thought, well, I could be a co-founder in my own business and I could work for dividends and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, if you're a slave to a startup, how can you reframe that? How can you how can you think about well, how how can I take something that 
somebody else has direction for me and how can I put it into my own way? How can I write the rules? How can I be part of the narrative? And how can I build that story to be stronger and do it on my own terms? So for me, very similar to Jillian's story, I spent multiple years making multiple six figures and it was great. We had plenty of money in our family. It gave us the flexibility we needed, but we were still on a budget. We still had to make those key choices. And we said, okay, if we stay like this, we're going to stay like this forever. So at what point do you have to just throw in the towel and say, it's time to lean in? And that was the pivotal moment for me. It's interesting. Okay, Kelly, before I ask you, I want to go back to Jillian and Jim. I want to ask this. Jillian, do you feel more or less secure being your own boss with your own business or being with a big company when you're an employee? 1,000% more secure now, hands Why? down. Um, when I get to control it, when I'm the driver of everything that I'm doing and I'm going to grow and scale as much as I want to grow and scale. That's interesting. And, I, love and I think that. you know my story. I mean, I, I lost a corporate career during the pandemic. So a career that I was super secure in, I never thought I was going anywhere. And now I'm way more secure. We're totally going to circle back on that in a little while because we're going to ask how you went from unexpectedly losing your job to having a $60,000 launch like right out of the gates, which is super badass. Jim, do you feel more secure or less secure having your own business versus being employed? So I'm going to be very honest. In the beginning, there was a big insecurity, right? And it was because it's just the fear of unknown. You, you just don't know what you're getting into. And I've been, I've experimented with running my own business in the past, but I never really saw the success like I have in the last couple of years. So in the very beginning, there's always that animosity and that, well, what if, and if I make the wrong decision, that's just human nature. However, once I got over that fear of failure, and I actually told myself, wow, I have everything inside of me that I can make this happen. Now it's 100% full steam ahead. And it's because the, the same reasons that like, when we talk about Jillian and her losing her job, it's the same for a software engineer. As easy as it was for me to move around and find new opportunities with new companies, it's also that easy for somebody to get somebody else and replace me. Because in that same world, I'm also a commodity. And if you realize that that is an opportunity lost, it lets you reframe what actually is in front of you. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. And then Kelly, I wanted to ask you the question in a different way because you still have a super high-end badass job and you're building this small business with your fragrance company at the same time. So I don't want to ask you, uh, which one did you feel more secure? I want to ask you, why in the world are you doing both? What is driving you towards uh, uh, building this small business? So for me, I make multiple six figures today in my my full my first full time job. Um, yeah, they're both definitely full time, right? Yeah, they're both full time. There's no doubt about that. Um, but for me, it was I always knew I wanted to open my own business. Always, my dad was an entrepreneur. It's in my blood. I watched him. I just knew it was what I was meant to do. Um, but got really scared to walk away from a steady corporate paycheck. Um, and it wasn't until um, I had two incidences over the last couple of years um, in which I almost lost my life through two ruptured ectopic pregnancies that I realized that if I don't go for my dreams and don't go after the things that I want and create a business that can help make an impact and make beautiful memories and things and just pretty gorgeous things for people that I can put out there in the world, I'm going to regret it. Um, and so... I just I decided to take a leap and to jump in um, and started working on my business about a year and a half ago. I uh, named the company Kayla Gray because that was going to be the name of our first baby. And just it was time. It was time for me to take the leap. I was going to ask that. You know, I knew that you had a very special story behind the name Kayla Gray. Do you want to elaborate on that a little bit more? Yeah. So um, like I said, I well, I grew up in Wisconsin, moved to Arizona in 2010, met my husband, got married in 2016. And we were working on expanding our family. I have two stepsons, um, but we wanted to have babies of our own. And I don't have any of my own children. Um, and so we got pregnant. In 2017, I suffered from a ruptured ectopic pregnancy and almost lost my life that day. And then it happened again in 2018. And like I said, it was after those two moments that I realized how precious time is. And that if you don't stop and reflect in the moments that you're currently in, they go away. And you know, you... You need to stop, pause, reflect, make decisions in your life because time isn't guaranteed. Life isn't guaranteed. Um, and so that's when I knew I wanted to go after my dream. So I've been plugging away at Kayla Gray and just launched this last year. I love it. And you want to anchor in those moments where you finally pause or you want to at least cause 
this able this ability to recall these moments through your fragrances. You know, I already told you the Orange Grove story. There's another story. So when we moved from Wisconsin to California, I had gone out and visited my uncle Pete, who's no longer alive, but he was my dad's brother. Uh, but I used to go visit him in California as a kid, similar to visiting my grandparents in Arizona. And California had its own distinct ocean smell. He lived in Orange County, right on the water. It was amazing. And so when Lori and I moved back to California 10 years ago, I remember I'd wake up in the morning, I'd be, babe, it smells like California today. And she's like, no shit, it smells like California. It's mother effing California. And I'm like, no, you don't get it. Like, it's not all days have this scent. There's a certain scent that would bring me back to when I'd be at Uncle Pete's as a kid. And that's what made me grow up saying, oh, I want to go live in California, right? So scents will do that. Not only will they cause you to take pause in the moment, but they will anchor it in. And that's why I love that You know, when you had that realization, you're like, I'm going to do something to help other people anchor this in and recall these moments a little bit more. So very cool. I'm curious, do you have any hopes? Maybe you can't answer this. So if you can't, that's okay. Um, or maybe we just like somehow restrict this from all your bosses. Do you have any hopes that your scent company takes over your current career? Or do you hope to do them both for the rest of your life? Um, I mean, at some point, would love to transition to the Kayla Gray full time. You know, I think for now, quite honestly, my full time job is helping to pay for the growth of my new company. Um, and there's a little bit of security in that, that I'm not at a place to give up yet because I'm able to hire experts in areas of expertise that I don't have in order to grow my business quicker than if I was doing it alone. Okay, so good. So I want to expand on that. Jillian, Jim, I'm going to come right back to you in a minute. But Kelly, what you just said is brilliant. Too many people burn the boats a little too soon. And some people wait too long to burn the boats, right? So what I mean is some people just hang out of that job too long and it's slowing the growth of their their new company. Other people, they jump too quickly and then they don't have any money to grow their business. Talk to me about this methodology where one business is helping to grow the other faster. I think for me, building a product-based business is a pretty heavy investment up front. Um, you have to put a ton of money into product development, into testing, um, into you know really investing in inventory to have something to sell to people. Um, and so I spent you know a lot of years saving for it, obviously, but. There's a constant, um, I don't want to say money suck is the wrong word for it, but there kind of is as you kind of grow and scale your skew. It's a burn. They literally call it a burn. So might as well call it what it is. Like that initial investment, you have to assume you're going to lose it. Um, And so I put a ton of money into my product in that initial investment, but I still needed to maintain. And like I said, spend money in areas that I, I had weaknesses in. And as I was spending time kind of figuring out what are my strengths and what are my weaknesses? It just made sense to me to continue um, my full-time job in order to kind of fuel the company. Otherwise, it was just gonna t- I would be sitting on a ton of inventory, holding up a ton of, you know, uh, of profits um, until I was able to kind of get the customer facing journey uh, set up. How are you gonna know when it's time to fully pull the plug on one thing and move into the scent company full-time? Uh, for me, it's when I get, I have sales goals. I have, I mean, literally skew sales by week. I, I, I'm crazy when it comes to financials. Um, so once I actually hit my goals and I have steady growth um, and steady customer acquisition numbers. So cool. Love it. Okay. So Jillian, I want to bounce back to you because you transitioned from your career to being self-employed in a very different way. Like you were kind of kicked out the door without notice and you had no choice but to build a parachute on the way down. Tell us about that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so it's really interesting. I came to Fast Foundations. I had no idea what entrepreneurship was. I remember I walked into that room. I was like, what do these people do? I had some friends that went. I was like, I'm going to go and check this out. And it was in that conversation, actually, actually a conversation with Nick there um, about what I did. And he was like, you know, you could probably do something like this online. And I was like, nope, I'm married to corporate. Like I love corporate America. And I slowly started to kind of get into entrepreneurship, like dip my feet in. Um, and then through the pandemic, about two weeks after the pandemic started, I lost a you know 22 year career. And from that day, I remember I walked out of the office, I cried in my car for about five minutes, and I was like, okay, I'm going to take that God given talent, and I'm going to figure it out. I don't have time to you know screw around or cry or be upset. I'm just going to figure it out. I'm going to hire who I have to hire. Um, I'm going to invest where I have to invest. I'm going to get the people I need to do. I had a ridiculously great relationship capital. I just went to market and it's been a hell of a ride the last 12 months. But yeah, it was not something that I saw coming by any means. You've been on a rocket ship ever since that day that you were crying in your car and made that decision. What was the first thing you did? So you went from crying to screw it, I'm going to go build something. So what was that first thing you did? 
the first thing I did was actually built a Facebook group. And I built a Facebook group and I slowly started putting all of these network marketers in this group who they were like making me cringe. That's what I did. I created this Facebook group. I had about 500 women in my group in about 35 days. And then from there, it's just, it's grown and scaled since then. And then I created my first program out of there. I launched my first program 100% out of my Facebook group. And I still believe it's like an amazing funnel. I'm obsessed with Facebook groups. That's what I did. I created this group and I just served them. And I served them for about four months before I ever sold them anything. I listened, I listened to the needs that they had. And then I said, hey, I have something for you. And again, it's been a pretty great rocket ship since then. But truly because I, yes, I can sell, but also because I listen and I served exactly what my audience needed. That was the big difference. I'm curious, why did you lean towards putting network marketers in this group? Because they were really all I knew. I had all these friends who were in network marketing. I had all these people who were like sliding into my DMs. I tap a little bit into network marketing, but that's what I knew. I didn't even really know much about the online coaches. So my first program was actually pretty much all network marketers. Then from there, more people started to say, how can I work with you? Um, We're actually a coach or we're trying to launch a program. And I was like, oh, so I've actually like massively transitioned in the last year from network marketers. And now, you know, my ideal clients are coaches trying to, to build programs um, and, you know, things like that. So my, my ideal clients shifted too. That's really all I knew when I first started. You built the group, you served them, you overserved, And then because you earned that trust, you're able to sell them something. Mm-hmm. And that was about 120 days? Yeah, it was about 120 days. My first program I launched, I had 37 people in it. You know, it was a $1,400, uh, $1,400 course. And that was my first program. And from there, I was like, I can like, I can literally do this. And I just, I kept going from there. And now I have like a billion different products and it's been great. The first time that you launched your sales and you made that 60,000 bucks, what'd you think? Were you excited, disappointed? Did you have higher expectations? Like what, what were you thinking? Oh my gosh. So I actually had a goal of getting 10 people in my program. I was like, if I can get 10 people, like I had these like 10 sticky notes. You guys can see my office. It's like a a sticky notes everywhere. But I was like, I want 10 people in this group. That's like all I wanted. And then I got 10 and then I was like, well, maybe I'll keep open for a few more days. And they just kept coming in. I was actually on vacation in my square kept like, bing, bing. And I was like, that's amazing. And then from there, I just, I served the hell out of them. And then what I did was I asked them about halfway through, what would you like next? Then they told me, and I took 92% of them to the next level with me. And some of those women I've had for almost a whole year now, because I just keep asking them, what's the next thing that you want? Oh, you want an experience? You want a mastermind? You want a, a one-on-one program? And I just kept serving exactly what they wanted. I love it. I hope people caught that. People put too much mystery around, what should I build? And, and will people buy it? Here's the shortcut to knowing what people will build, what they'll buy. Ask them. Like freaking ask them, what do you want from me? How should I package this? What would you like to pay? And then build it. Because when you have the answers to the test, you're guaranteed to pass, right? So that's, that's brilliant that that's your approach. Thank so, you. Yeah, Jim, my, what, my, my second program, real quick, my second program, halfway through, I said, what would, what would make sense? And they were like, oh, we want like a hybrid. We want half group coaching and you. So then I was like, hey, I created this program. It's literally just for you. And they were like, take my money. It wasn't me trying to create something that they didn't want. I love that. That's the best advice on the planet. Ask, 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 and then just build what they want. Jim, what was your transition like, man? So mine is going to be, it's the same world of story. It's just such a different journey. And I I love that there's a real key theme here, which is start before you're ready. And for me, I started before I could drive. So (laughs) I always knew I had entrepreneurial, like, you know, spirit inside of me. And right from like, before I left high school, I found myself like I, I used to DJ, believe it or not, I used to DJ. And um, I would sell mixtapes uh, just between class and things like that. And that was my way to be like a creative outlet, but also to be like, well, when you're good at something, you don't do it for free. So how can you kind of blend that? And I just, I kept that spirit as I kept going. So over the years, I've, I found this love for software engineering, but I always had a side hustle. If I, if I wasn't trying to build my own business or do something on my own, and I was working for someone, I always had something else that I was working on. And it was my way of experimenting. It was my way of trying stuff. It was my way of being on top of technology and just trying to look around the corner before anybody else. So when it finally came to that point where I had to realize like, what is it that's truly going to lift me up? For me, honestly, Chris, it was it was when I did join Fast Foundations. I had spent so many years trying, failing, trying, failing, trying, failing, 
And I actually started taking pride in saying like, I would catch myself saying, I've, I've opened and closed more businesses than I can count. And then I took a minute and I was like, why am I proud of that? Like, yeah. wh- why isn't it working? Like, what, what is the problem? And I realized it was me. I just, I hadn't focused on the inner work. I hadn't taken the time to be proud of actually the things that I had accomplished. And once I finally got that, that just completely unlocked me. And ever since, I, I just feel like I'm on this rocket ship because I know what I know. I'm really proud of it now. And I'm so excited to share that with the world and make a bigger difference. And I never feel, I don't have that need to feel like I have to go back to working for somebody because from this point forward, I'm actually just excited to be the employer. And that was the big shift for me was finally, finally doing that inner work and understanding that I've had it all along. I just never recognized it. Do you remember one moment or or one exercise or one anything where you were doing inner work and it was the cause of this shift that took you from this self-deprecating humor of, oh, I've opened and closed more businesses than anybody to like, wait a minute, I'm worthy and I'm going to stick with this. I remember everything about it. I can tell you exactly what I was wearing, where I was sitting, everything. And it was, it was actually one of those first sessions at Fast Foundations. It was the very first one. And Lori actually kicked everything off. And if you remember, part of the initial exercises was like, breaking you out of your shell, like getting you open, right? And this is one of the things that I love about that group. And it was so timely in my life because I went in, I didn't know what I, I didn't know what I didn't know. And I was tired of using that excuse. And I thought we were going to get right into business. And Lori actually started it and she got us meditating and she got us just thinking about things a little bit different. And we did this exercise and at the very end of it, she said, I want you to write, I'm so proud of you. I love you and sign it. And I was like, Interesting. Like, I, you know, I, I'm not like a masculine, you know, overly masculine kind of guy. I wasn't like opposed to it, but I just realized I'm like, that feels weird to me. Why? Like, I'm, I'm a girl dad. I've got, I've got a 10 year old and an eight and a half year old surrounded by females. There's a lot of <laughs> non masculine energy in my house. But for some reason, that, that just sat interesting with me. And when I recognized it, it hit me later that night when, when I went back to the hotel room. And I was like, I've never taken the time just to tell myself that I love myself and that I'm so proud of what I know and all these things. And I, it was just like this weight just released from me where I realized success is like 90% mindset. The rest is just actually doing the work, right? So like once I finally understood that that was so key, I started thinking back to all those times that I was employed and I didn't like what I was doing or I was trying a business and I just I couldn't get a handle on it. And it was because I was terrified a failure of of not knowing what I didn't know. Once I finally recentered and realized everything that I need is within one degree of separation, that the contact that I have, a mentor that I'm seeking, or an investment that I'm making, oh my God, my 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 whole life completely changed. Wow, that's amazing. And I'm going to call you DJ Jim from now on. Please, I have no idea. I got hey, well, the DJ mastermind. Scout. So here's what people don't realize. You went from Fast Foundations Mastermind. You graduated up into the the Elite Mastermind. I'm going to see you next week. I might make you DJ for the group. So be Ah, be ready. This is what I get for opening up. On your phone and be ready. (laughs) So, okay. So next round of questions. I want each of you to answer this one. I want you to give me one best part and one toughest part of growing your particular business. And Jillian, I want to bounce back to you first. So you're growing a coaching business. It's online. Um, what's the best part? What's the toughest part? The best part is the community that I have created. I, I love community. I'm obsessed with it. So I think that is by far my, my favorite thing. And I think the hardest thing is watching people who are just farther ahead of you and thinking that you're just not doing it right. And I remember I told myself, they've just been doing it longer. That's the only difference between me and them. So I even say like, I can't wait to get into the elite one. I'm like, what am I doing wrong to not be in there? I'm like, Oh, They've just been doing it a few years longer. I will be there. So I think it's that mindset shift that is hard for people. And people don't realize it's a lot harder than a lot of people make it seem. Yeah, it is. We beat ourselves up so bad. I even do it, right? So here's the great crux. When you do the right thing by putting yourself by those who are going at the same pace or better than you, it's going to make you go faster, bigger, stronger. So it definitely is the right thing to do. But then the downside is it also makes you feel like what you've done, as great as it is up to this point, isn't good enough, isn't big enough, hasn't gone fast enough. And so you got to be able to really manage those two things when you're growing a business, when you're putting yourself in proximity of other people doing big things, which is the right thing to do, 
you're going to have to make sure you can really manage that, that self-doubt and that comparison. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's so true. And I think that being around people like, you know, your mastermind or other mentors and coaches, it's like, they, they bring it back into perspective and then you're, you're around other people. And that's the importance of being inside of a group like this is that everyone's cheering on for everybody, no matter where you're at in your journey. Yeah, I love that. All right. So Kelly, uh, you're building a very different business because you have like inventory, physical product, all these things that uh, Jim and Jillian don't have. So what has been the best part and what has been the toughest part of growing your scent company? Uh, the best part has been people like you, Chris, literally talking about scent and how it does make memories tangible. And the fact that I created a business out of like as a way to honor some heartbreaking moments in my life to help create beautiful memories for other people in the future and literally having people reach out to me and tell me the memories they're making with my products. It, mm-hmm. it is mind blowing to me. Um, and it, you know, it brings me to tears more often than not. I would say the hardest, there's a couple hard things. It's like I said earlier, putting so much money up front in inventory and just, you know, like working through the inventory and, you know, hitting those sales goals and everything. And, and you know, we've been very blessed in that we've been hitting our sales goals and exceeding them. Um, but it's scary, you know, to have that much, you know, money sitting in my office and in my garage. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, you can just bring them over here. We'll buy them, right? Like you're, you're not exercising all your sales channels. I'm telling you that. And yes. I think because of that, like, like a gray truck pulling up in front of my house right now. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, sorry, I'll be there tomorrow. Um, but I think because of that, I have like the whole just what you were talking about. You know, I want things to go faster. Um, but I remember in in uh, a session in our mastermind, you guys, you and Lori talking about like being grateful for the moment that you're in and like really appreciating that, you know, and I've been thinking a lot about that lately. Like if I look back to where I was a year ago and where I am today, like, wow, I should be proud of the growth and how far I've come. And yeah, I may not be going as fast as I want, but are we ever going as fast as we want? You've got to mark that journey. That's such a good point. You've got to stop and pause and look back at where you've come from and look at the the little destination markers along the way, because most of us, I would bet almost everyone listening right now, I bet you are right now further ahead than where you prayed to be, let's say three, four years ago, and you're not giving yourself any credit for that. 100%. 100%. And that was something that really came through for me. And Fast Foundations was, I didn't realize how much mindset really matter. Mm. Um, I'm a very operationally focused person, strategy. I came to Fast Foundations for the strategy, you know, I mean, that's why I invested, you know, and walked away like, holy cow. Like I had no idea I had all these like gaps in mindset that I needed to work through. And it has made such a difference in me and my business. That's amazing. And one more question to you before I bounce over to Jim. How'd you manage through that fear of putting all that money up front um, for inventory and uh, Shopify build out and everything else? Uh, super honestly, I knew I would regret it if I didn't do it. Uh, mm-hmm. If I didn't try it. Lesser of two pains. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's fascinating. Okay. So this empowers some people because I think some people hold back because they're like, it doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. Except what you're choosing between is the lesser of the two things that don't feel good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I knew I would regret it. I knew I would look back in five years and be like, you know, I'm in my mid forties. Like what, why did I just waste all of those years? Like, why didn't I go after it? You know, I. I had a, a wake-up call and I didn't take advantage of it. Mm, that's amazing. Jim, building a tech agency, best and worst part? Best part for me? Not best part. I actually said best yeah, part. I was best? Say, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're not going to edit God, Nobody can smell on a podcast. Right. We can see each other. No smell vision yet. Best part for me is By the way, Kelly, actually... this is not a new scent. That was not a suggestion. <laughs> Nothing to do with your new orange line. Best part for me is actually seeing the tangible results that not just I'm able to help our customers and clients with, but what my team is able to do and to do it at a scale. I spent so many years working solo and fearful of hiring that one other person to help me unlock this or doing that. And now to be able to sit back and just watch my team do the things that I mentored them for, that they inspired me to pick up, that we collectively figured out together, 
and watch the results really, really make a bigger impact, not just for that business, but for the business's business, that just lights me up. Like I, I'm just, I'm so happy watching that. And also knowing that I'm part of that, that, that whole system. So that's the piece that really makes a big difference for me. It's just watching it unfold. Now, the more painful part, I guess I, for me, it would be like, it's the patience, you know, like when you see that all of this is possible, when you see that you and your team and everybody, everything that you're doing is capable of making such a big positive social change, making a change for the people that, that you work with, whether it's helping people with sales, whether it's selling products, or in my case, it's building a bigger agency and, and growing a, a stronger clientele and giving more output. It's having the patience, right? The patience with the costs that come with it, you know, of hiring a bigger team and having a bigger payroll with uh, making bigger investments with uh, asking for more favors, which Chris, you challenged me to do more of, right? And and all of that, it's it's just hard to be impatient, but it's so worth the red. I know that you have concerns around payroll sometimes because you have to bring so many people in to build an agency. How do you manage your fears around that? Um, I, I ask for help. So uh, a big, a recent thing, this was one of the conversations we even had when, when we had our chat is um, I did hire uh, a fractional CFO. And it was something that I was terrified about for so long because one, I was balancing the, well, I'm a smart guy. I think I can figure it out to getting to the point where I had enough negative months, not necessarily like in the red, but just it wasn't as positive as I wanted. And I was like, where is this money going? I just, I can't model it right. To, you know, I'm two weeks in to, to working with this new CFO and like, they're just telling me everything that I wish I had known a year ago. And if I would have gotten off my ass and actually done it, who knows where I would have been. So it's a balance of patience and also trusting kind of Kelly, like you mentioned, like, if I don't do this, how much worse off would I be? Like, th- that's where I'm at is as long as I I know I've got it in me and I know that the potential is there. The worst thing that happens is I just don't appreciate the investment and I move on and I do something better. But to really step into it, like to lean into it, I think that's what I'm doing is I'm leaning into the um, the impatience. You know what? So let's talk real quick. I just got to touch on this. So many people let themselves get held back because they're afraid of the numbers. They're, they're afraid of the finances. Lori, my wife, who's starting this massive epic alcohol company, that is not her strength. She can get very caught up and afraid of the numbers. And I've always run the numbers that so come naturally to me for all of our other businesses. But I told her, I said, babe, I don't have time. And I don't know anything about inventory management or any of that garbage that you're about to go get into. You need to hire a fractional CFO. And she did. The great irony is you guys actually know it's Bridget Boucher. You know her from Fast Foundations. She's in the West Wing of the home right now with Lori and her team going through all the numbers, making them comfortable with where the money, where the cash flow, how everything's going to work out. And I popped my head in there about halfway through the day. I'm like, hey, how's it going? And Lori's like, I feel so free. Like this feels finally like someone's taking this from me. And so you don't have to sit in the pain when you start a business. Go ask for help. Go hire help. Go trade out for help if you have to. Don't sit in the shit, right? It's so true, man. And all full transparency, I just got off my my first call where they gave me all of my results from like getting everything set up and everything like two hours before we're recording this. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting here still feeling lighter than I was just a few hours before that because things that I had been obsessing about and doing all this modeling and everything for all this time, just to be able to have that conversation and be like, nope, you're at 40%, you need to be at 60% on that one unit economic. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, Damn, I never knew that. <laughs> so the the littlest things, and they don't have to come with such a massive investment, but I'm a big fan of doing it until you can't do it anymore, realizing that you know you need expertise. And I mean, I'm, I'm in good company here, which is, you know, Jillian with you with sales, and you you reach out to somebody when you know you need that help. Um, Kelly, with, with your product and the inventory and finding ways to do unit economics, and Chris, with everything that you're doing, man, like getting into the new business. It's just once you hit that upper limit, you ask yourself, well, how do I break through? And for me, it's never using the excuse anymore that I don't know what I don't know and converting it over to, well, now I do know what I don't know and what what am I going to do about it? And I, I, I thank you for helping me realize that. Uh, I love that. Such just a great message for everybody. Okay, so here's the next question. One of the things that holds the listeners up right now, everyone who's listening to this, who wants to start a business or they just started a business, one of the biggest things that holds them up is 
they're like, someone's already doing it. Or there's already candle companies. There's already sales coaches. There's already tech agencies out there. So then they don't do it or they think they're not going to be able to stand out or they think there's not enough to go around. So let's bust that myth a little bit. And Jillian, I'll bounce back to you first. What makes your sales training agency different or more special than all the other ones out there? How did you find that unique operating proposition? Yeah. So one, it's me, right? There's only one of me. So they can hire a lot of sales coaches. They can Google university yet, but there's only one of me. So I want everybody who's listening to realize that there's only one of you. And that is what furthermore makes you stand out in this space. And then what I also did was I said, okay, there's a lot of other sales coaches. Where's the gap? And what is someone not teaching? So I'm going to do my best to teach on that. So maybe somebody was really good at closing. There was a lot of closing coaches. Maybe there was a confidence coach. But where was the gap? So like for me, I'm not a fluffy coach and I give it like very real and very raw. So I was like, this is actually what sets me apart from anybody else. Also, I get into like the emotional ways of selling and like the psychology of sales. So I one took me as someone as like, I'm the difference. And I looked at what everybody else was doing. And I realized that there was a gap. Also, if there's a lot of people doing it, that means there's a need for it. So, you know, if there's a lot of sales coaches, amazing. That means people need us. I love that last point of don't let it scare you away. Let it be proof of concept that it's a viable product and people need it and they're buying it. That's freaking awesome. I'm curious, what do you do better than any other sales coach out there? Um, Hold people accountable. Ah, I love it. All right, so let's bounce over to you, Kelly. Um, Same question. I know that there's a ton of scent companies out there, and especially ones with huge backings behind them. So I'm sure you had some kind of moment where you're like, oh, wait, are there already too many? How am I going to stand out? What's unique about your company? How does it stand out? Yeah, I mean, I started my career as a buyer in fragrances, and I have seen their marketing budgets. And they are massive, massive um, budgets. And I think the thing I noticed that is that fragrance is such a personal thing for people. um, And that, you know, I think for people starting a business in a marketplace that is so huge, I think there's something really special about small businesses and that there's a personal connection and there's a story behind the brand that a lot of those big beasts of companies kind of don't have that anymore. They lose that as they grow and they scale. Um, And so, you know, I would encourage anybody who's getting into a huge market, same with Laureate Light Pink, right? Like she's, there's a story behind her brand. There's a connection that she's making. She's actually talking about the connection she's trying to make between women um, using her products. And I think creating that connection with your customers and really listening and responding to the things that they're wanting um, and showing the face behind the brand is so important. And even if I get a tiny little piece of that market share, that's a big market share and I'll take it. So um, love that last point. By the yeah. way, people need to know that. Like, if your goal is not your goal, but I mean, I'm just speaking theoretically. If your goal is to make a million bucks and you're part of a billion dollar industry, you only need like one one thousandth, if my math is correct, of the market share. I mean, yeah. it's you need the tiniest little slice of the pie. So you can't let the idea of oh, it's already saturated get in the way because, like you just said, and like Julia just said. You're going to do it differently. Your spin, your story behind it, your meaning behind it to be a little different than everybody else out there. And people are going to resonate with that. So uh, Jim, same thing to you, buddy. A lot of tech agencies out there. What makes you special? How are you standing out? What makes me special is finding my zone of genius and pairing it with an unfair advantage in the industry. So for me, I didn't launch what is now my agency until I took the time to get so crystal clear about why I even cared. And I think that's what a lot of people do is like, business, ha I want to get into it. I want to do something. And yeah, messy action, that's great. Like start somewhere, but still know why you want to show up. Still know why you want to trade long nights and early mornings and weekends if that's your style. For me, I knew that I had more to give. And I knew that if I had the ability to build a team that could do it alongside of me and also be inspired, what could that unlock? What could that do more of? So I built a tech agency that doesn't really employ a lot of technical people. Like There's a technical specialty, but it it comes with more humans. It comes in a way where we can 
really help to, again, unblock you from your technical challenges and make a bigger impact. The, the vision that we came up with was we believe in the impact of exponential growth. And whatever that is to everybody is theirs, right? The impact that you make, Chris, the impact that you make, Jillian, the impact, excuse me, that you make, Kelly. So how do we do that? We do that by helping you grow at an exponential factor. And we just so happen to do it as a technical agency. So quick DIY method for this. Anybody who has not like done a branding session, you don't have to pay a ton of money and go to a brand specialist. I recommend uh, there's, there's, a, there's a system out there called the three-hour brand sprint. If you just Google for the three-hour brand sprint by GV, um, it's a Medium article. And just reserve one full day on your calendar, run through it all, and you'll just get so much clarity about understanding where you are, your positioning. And honestly, when I ran through that, that gave me what I needed to finally just get so excited about what I wanted that the rest just falls into place. And now everything sort of happens in my favor, right? I have a team who's inspired because of the mission. I have customers who know like and trust me as the founder who then become obsessed with the agency because we deliver like crazy and we serve everybody because we want them to make a bigger impact in the world. And now sales are almost effortless, which I'm so, so grateful for and so excited to say that. But again, that comes at the cost of patience. <laughs> so it's a combination of not forgetting your why, but also doing the things that you just believe in. And that's what truly is setting my agency apart because it's no longer, it's not about me. It's not a personal brand. It's something that I truly wanted to build that could outlive me. Yeah. And what's one thing you and your agency do better than any other agency out there? We really care about why, about the why. So for us, we have a, we have a give back component. Uh, Pencils of Promise is, is our, um, our charity. Yeah, I've, yeah. Been, I've been an advisor for quite some time. Chris, I know it's very close to One of the first ways we bonded. That's right, buddy. And for, for me, it's what, what I see is we can make a big dent in the world, but we can also do it in a way that gives forward. And we take the time to really show up and care. And we're, we're doing it with a specialty. So we're never going to be a race to the bottom and be the cheapest agency you'll hire. But we do it with a level of acumen that you can count on. And we do it with integrity every step of the way. And that is our unfair advantage. I love it. And Kelly, I want to bounce back to you. I didn't get a chance to ask you, what does your company do better than all the other scent companies out there? Uh, we create connection with people. Um, and I mean, we have bomb ass scents that are clean. Most large fragrance houses are not clean products. They're healthy for you. They're non-toxic. They're hypoallergenic. I mean, you can't find our scents anywhere else. So, I love it. I love it. That's the best answer of them all. So I want to shift gears real quick. Uh, the way that the three of you know each other is through Fast Foundations, our you know uh, mastermind that's totally virtual for people that are making less than $500,000. What made each of you join that virtual mastermind? Jillian? So honestly, the first time I joined, I wasn't really sure what I was joining. I knew that I wanted to maybe get into entrepreneurship. I wasn't really sure what I was doing. I got on a call with you, Chris. I know my vision was like totally different than what I'm doing now, but I got in the room. Second round was an absolute hell yes, because I had already seen the business growth and the trajectory of my business from round one. So I knew that I wanted to be in round two and then I just signed up again for round three. So my reason one was joining was one reason, but now my two and three are one relationship capital, mentorship, um, collaborations, networking, learning. I mean, the list literally goes on and on. But I mean, it was a hell yes for me every single round. You and I said something very interesting to each other. When you were thinking about joining the third time, I said to you, I'm like, hey, listen, you're no dummy. Your future customers are in this next round, right? Out of the 100 people in it, you've got customers in there. And I love that about you, that you're able to recognize that it's a chance to collaborate. It's also a great lead source for somebody like yourself. So brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Thank you. Jim, what about you? What made you do multiple rounds? Because what the listeners need to know is you did multiple rounds and now you graduated up into the elite mastermind. What made you join it to begin with? So it, it, it was a combination of knowing you, Chris, and knowing that I was tired of using that excuse that I didn't know what I didn't know. Because if you remember back in my story, it was, I was trying, I was failing, I was trying, I was failing in, in my mind. Now to the outside world, they saw me as like, Jim's doing awesome stuff. Like he's built this thing, he's launched this company, but it wasn't enough for me. So when I learned about 
you, all right, we met at uh, Lewis's uh, Summit of Greatness, right? It was, it was the year that um, they awarded you and Laurie the, the school, which was awesome. I just so happened to be sitting next to Evans at the time. Uh, and she was like, ah, you know, and then we started talking and our, our joint friends, the Murgatroyds, they invited us to a, a dinner together. And as we got to talking, I was like, there's something about you, the way you show up, you're philanthropic, you're a smart businessman. I, I saw that as an opportunity to, to really kind of follow in suit of somebody that I admired. So I'm a big fan of relationships. And I saw you as somebody that I could truly learn from, but I could also add a lot of value to at some point in life. So when I was tired of finally being like, okay, why am I going to start another business if I don't have a roadmap? Like, I think I know what I'm doing, but history reads itself. I saw Das Foundations opened up for the first time, the very first one. And I called Rob and he was like, yes, you need to join this. <laughs> but, but he saw in me what it was that you were offering. And I ended up getting so much more out of it. And because of that, the relationships that I had in there, you know, I now I've hired people that have been in it. I have, I've, I've done deals with people who are in it. And they we have a business me. together now. We have a business together. That Four West Digital because- was born out of the relationship that we formed uh, by you being in it. And like, who would have thought when you joined that we'd end up partners in business together? So I kind of did because that was part of my agenda was like, how can I show up strong enough to stand out to this man who I truly believe I want, I want mentorship from. And to everybody listening, this this isn't like getting in line to go start a business with Chris, but (laughs) show up strong enough and believe in yourself enough that people will see that side of you. And because that was, that was my crux. Like that was my, that was to my demise was Everybody else saw it, but I, I didn't see it enough where I actually stood in that power. And this mastermind gave me the container to show up and to really break out of something that I was, it was a self-limiting container. And that's why I stayed in Fast Foundations every round up until the point where I qualified and we had that phone call. And now I'm so excited to level up with, with higher earners and in different business mindset and to keep going from there. And that's why... I never left Fast Foundations. I was the longest running member and I'm proud of that. Not because I couldn't get my shit together, but because I was so inspired by the people in it to continually show up, the accountability, all of those things, just that got me to where I am today. And I'm so grateful for it. You, you were in it until you made too much money to be in it. We, we kicked you out. We kicked you up. Yeah, you pretty much told me you're not rejoining. But <laughs> <laughs> there's always something else. I love so, it. I love yeah, it. I'm so excited for next. Kelly, I'm so curious. What made you choose Fast Foundations? Uh, for me, it was uh, I was a new entrepreneur, and so for me, it was finding resources. I wanted to join to find resources, um, and to be honest, I found a lot of resources. Mm-hmm. I've actually hired five different people within the group um, to help wow. me grow Kayla Gray. Five to help me grow Kayla Gray, and one of the resources that I connected with actually helped me launch my business six weeks earlier. Um, than intended. And so there was a major, major impact um, financially from being in Fast Foundations, I think. But the thing I didn't realize going into it is that putting myself in a room with people that have huge goals for themselves, both personally and professionally, and how much that, like I mentioned earlier, really shifted my mindset and how I didn't even know that I needed that. So it uncovered so many gaps I didn't know I had and helped me find the resources to move my business a lot further or further a lot quicker than I originally had anticipated. Isn't that the truth? We have so many blind spots that we don't, don't, that we don't know we have. Like, you know the saying, you don't know what you don't know? You don't discover them until you put yourself into a room or a group or a position to discover what you don't know. So you have no idea. Why don't I hit my goals yet? Why aren't I there yet? Why is this so tough? But you don't know what you don't know. And then it reveals itself. That's, that's really cool. So Jillian, give us a last pitch for why we would come to you for sales help and how we can get a hold of you. Yeah, absolutely. So you would come for me, you would come to me for sales help um, if you're looking to grow and scale your business because that's how we that's how we grow. Um, I have I have 22 years of sales experience. So that's one thing that I always say is that I didn't just come into the online space and like now I'm just trying to be a sales coach. Like I've done the work. I've you know sold hundreds of millions of dollars offline. So now I have all the tools that you need to do it online and I can help you offline as well. And I'm real and I'm authentic and I'm here to massively serve you and support you. And a good coach 
can have great results, but a great mentor, their clients will have great results. So the women who work with me have massive sales results because it's not about my results and my launches. It's about theirs. And how can they reach you? Oh, they can text me or they can follow me on Instagram at Jillian M. Murphy. Jillian M. Murphy on the IG. Go hit her up. The IG, that's where I live. (laughs) Jim, next question or same question to you. Um, What's your last minute pitch why people would come to you for help? People come to me for help because I'm not in it for the income. I'm in it for the impact. I don't need to build another website. I don't need to tune another whatever. It's because I see the possibilities that are there when somebody has the clarity to just be unblocked and to go. And I built an agency for that. So if you're looking to take control of your technology because you just feel stuck or you've got a beautiful site, but you just know that there's more that can happen with it, or you've got this big dream for this gorgeous custom application, but you don't know where to go. You're not going to get the runaround and the fluff from me and my team because we're in it to help really make something special. And that's simply it. We care enough that we will go above and beyond and we do it with integrity every step of the way. I've got actual legit proof of this. So, you know, you and your team build better apps than anybody else out there. I had a client who was signed up to spend like 60, 70 grand on an app. And I'm like, whoa, 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 go check out Jim, go check out his team. They probably have some blind spots. He came to you, your team, and you guys are like, listen, we're twice the cost, but you're not getting what you think you're getting. And he ended up signing with you guys. And that's just a perfect example of you don't go in and, and promise that you can do something better, cheaper than it. You're honest. You say, listen, you're going to have these problems. You don't see these blind spots. It's going to cost you more than you think. And if you want the best, come work with us. If you do want to be disappointed or, or try and save some money, you know, stick with where you're at. And I'm so glad that that, that panned out that way because now I know he's going to get what he wants. And so how can they reach you? Uh, Instagram is probably the easiest at the moment. I am at Cause Hacker on Instagram. Everybody's I mean, probably heard of about the cause. It's your Instagram name at Cause. That's Hacker. right. It's it's in the name. Everybody's heard of like the term growth hacker. That's part of my story. Is I was a growth hacker for so many years. I learned all these ways to help grow companies. One day I sat down and I was like, you know what? How could I do this for actually a purpose? And once I again, once I found my why, once I got super crystal clear on that, um, I am now forever known as Cause Hacker. But our past president sort of took my name on all the socials a little earlier. I'm not upset at that. So it's hard to register Jim or Jimmy Carter anywhere. Therefore, I am the cause hacker. That's right. You are a descendant of President Jimmy Carter, <laughs> the third, right? That, that is my fun fact. I actually forgot to mention that in the beginning, I actually am related to our former president. That's really freaking cool. And then <laughs> Kelly, sell us your scents. Why should we be marking time with your scents? Uh, well, we create products that help you celebrate and honor life's moments and smell really good while doing so. Uh, we do. So, you know, it's just a given you should purchase our Kayla Gray products. And where can they get them? <laughs> Uh, KaylaGray.com is our website and that um, at KaylaGrayCo is our social media handle. Oh, I love it. Guys, I personally endorse all three of these individuals and their products or I wouldn't have them on the show. Like I protect my audience like you wouldn't believe. And so when I have someone on the show, that's my endorsement that I believe in their products, their values, them as a human being and all those things. And so I can't encourage people enough to reach out to Jillian for sales, reach out to Jim for tech, reach out to Kelly for your sense for around your home. Because I love each individual's products, but more importantly, I love each of you individuals, right? And so highly endorse that people reach out to you guys for this stuff. Any parting words, anybody? Chris, just so grateful for um, for having us on here to, to share the stories. Um, I Hopefully it was clear that we were all so inspired by the container that that you and your team made that we all attribute um, layers of our success to to just being within that circle. And that's why I was so happy when I got um, the notice that, that we could do this recording because at least like these stories need to be shared, right? And for everybody who's on the fence about if they need the support, um, it might be right in front of them. You know, you just, you just have to be willing again to lean in and to try. Do you know what? You just gave me an idea. This was so fun to have the three of you on like this and tell small business stories. I think in the next round of Fast Foundations, I'm going to choose like little groups of three from people that are participants and let them tell their story and share their business and talk about, hey, I'm halfway through my journey. Here's the good, here's the bad. Because as I'm sitting here listening to each of you talk, 
was like, this is really valuable to the listeners to hear from everybody who is right in the thick of it right now. So thanks to you guys who gave me that idea. Well, thank you so much for being on. It means the world. Listen, to everyone who's listening right now, if you want to join these incredible individuals or people like them, if you want support with them, if you want to collaborate with them, and if you want our support lifting the curtain and teaching you everything along with this forced collaboration, I have a early access VIP list that you can put yourself on. All you have to do is text me the word FAST, F-A-S-T, to 310-421-0416. Again, text me the word FAST to 310-421-0416. Now, do not text me if you're not serious about getting one of these spots when we open up enrollment in a week. But if you are serious, here's why you're going to text me to get that early access. I'm going to give you a 24-hour head start to grab one of these fast foundation spots before we open it up to the rest of our audience, before we open it up to our Instagram, our Facebook, our mailing list, before anybody else gets a chance to sign up, you're going to get a 24-hour head start. I'm also going to reward you with $2,000 off the retail price, a price that is lower than anyone else is going to get. It's lower than early bird is going to get. It's early. Uh, it's, it's cheaper than what the sale price is going to be. And so if you want those two things, and if you want to guarantee that you're going to get a spot because they sell out right away, text me the word FAST, F-A-S-T, to 310-421-0416. And even if you don't know that I love you, I'm Thanks you for on. listening. And, to Jillian, and if you love this you episode guys, and know of someone else who is as successful as they are generous, please the pass them on to me. It would mean the world to me if you help me get this cause and this message out to as many listeners as I can. So please, if you liked what you heard, it goes a long way if you take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. I'll be forever grateful. And until the next episode, cheers to your success.